So in July, Indra Nui, the longtime CEO of PepsiCo, announced after 12 years she was stepping down. And this brought up a big question for me. So I asked Damien, my co-host. Let me ask you a question. Is it bigger news, do you think, that Indra Nui steps down after 12 years, a CEO, 12-year tenure, leaves her company? Or is it bigger news that Indra Nui, one of few female CEOs, leaves, you know, steps away from the job? Damien's answer here is pretty telling. Yeah, no one really seems to be talking about the fact that Pepsi's losing its leader. So I'm going to go with A. No, what was, was B? B. Okay. Good, good job. I think the big news here, of course, is one, another one gone. Another, another female CEO done. In this episode of ESG Now, the MSCI ESG Research Podcast, we dive into this question of gender, human capital, and what it really means for investors. Quote, companies with diverse boards, which we define as three or more female directors over three years, and leading talent management practices experienced growth in employee productivity uh, and uh, that averaged 1.2 percentage points above their industry medians, end quote. Are we basically saying companies with more women are better? <laughs> well, what we're saying is that we shouldn't just be looking at whether companies have women on their boards. You know, it's an important topic for equality, and there's been a lot of studies around this. There's some, been some evidence that there's some kind of financial benefit to firms that have more diverse boards. But we're trying to step back there and, and look at this actually in a, a bigger picture, where gender diversity is, from a business perspective, an important aspect of whether you're tapping your available talent pool. You know, if you've got a whole population that you're really undertapping, then you're probably missing out. And as a result, probably not getting as much out of your employees as you might if you were getting the best of all talent that is available to you. That was Megan Thwing Eastman, a senior analyst at MSCI ESG Research. And she and I talked uh, back in March of this year when she released her report, Women on Boards and the Human Capital Connection. It's the latest in a series of reports on women in leadership. And what she found in this report might start or at least continue to answer the question, why investors are so focused on gender in portfolios. See, I know we talked about that in, in finance, in the finance sector last year. But it's interesting because you, we, we are seeing like huge investors like GPIF, the largest pension fund in the world based in Japan, announcing a focus on human capital and diversity as an investment theme, right? Like, is is it the human capital, this kind of talent angle driving that? Or is it is it is it the equality of kind of moral compunction? I mean, what do you, what, what's driving all this interest at this point? I think that there's probably both. Uh, you know, investors have been interested in this question of female representation among company leadership, whether that's the board or the, the top executive officers, for a long time. We've been reporting on this for probably 10 years now. 
looking at the number of women on boards and, and CEO and CFO type slots, and you know, we've seen that number inching up. There are investor groups that have really banded together to push on this. There's the 30% club, for example. Uh, but you know, I think there's also a real desire to look at this through an investment lens, and is there not just a moral case, but an investment case? And what we're, what I think we've done with our most recent findings is figure out a little bit of why it is that some researchers, some researchers have found ties between companies with more diverse boards and better financial performance. And it is that it, it's not just, sure, throw a couple of women on your board and, and improve your financials, because that's really unlikely. What, it, what we think it is is that it tells us something more about what's going on at the company. And that this result that you just cited here, that companies that have persistently diverse boards and really great talent management practices together are looking at talent holistically because, I mean, let's face it, company's board of directors is a pretty key piece of its talent. And so if you're looking at talent there as well as at the rest of the firm, it kind of stands to reason that you would see this outperformance in terms of employee productivity. Employee productivity. So this is a fairly tangible finding that employees tended to be more productive when their leaders were more diverse. But this wasn't the only finding in the research that we've done. And Damien and I extolled some of the other findings we've seen. And we're starting to see more and more of them. You did some research about education, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the female uh, executives, board members are more highly qualified. They tend End of story. Be, they, yeah. Period, right? Yeah, they yeah. tend to be more educated. Yes. And we know that, um, you know, we even found some like, sort of sideways correlations with mm -hmm. ROE and right. returns. Yeah. And we're not the only ones. So where does this leave us? And I asked Megan this question, what are investors asking for at this point? Are they looking for a company hiring spree of female leadership? The answer as ever was pretty simple. Just more data. I think that we will, con we will see more uh, disclosure around this area like most things in ESG, it'll probably start with the big companies that have tried to kind of stake their reputation on being good corporate citizens. Some companies, some industries already are pretty good about reporting this kind of information among the bigger firms, and so I think we'll see that start to spread. We're also starting to see a few initiatives, uh, mostly in Europe. I think there's enough momentum behind this that we will start to see more data. But, you know, that being said, we're, I think we're going to be in a position for quite a long time where we're looking to try and find our way in to find the things that we can measure that will give us a clue about other things. So, you know, one of the things about gender diversity on the board is that that is something that's widely reported. You can get that for nearly every company. And if that starts to, to hint for us at what we might see elsewhere at the firm, then that can be kind of a, a good way in uh, to start figuring out who you ought to be looking for. Um, you know, we've talked about the companies that have outperformed here, but it's also worth noting that we saw the inverse of that pattern at the bottom end, that companies that had persistently male boards and no evidence that we could find of, of good human capital or talent management practices really lagged their peers in terms of employee productivity growth. So it, 
you know, it works both ways. It cuts both ways. And, you know, in fact, as an investor, if you're looking for where you should be applying your pressure, if you want to do some engagement, then, you know, that might be the place to focus as much or more than the companies that are doing well, is to look at those that have not only a lack of women, but then also where we can't find this evidence of anything that they might be doing uh, to proactively manage their talent supplies. (sighs) Data. It's like our answer for everything, just more data. But if the long-term answer for investors is more data, where does that leave women CEOs now that Indra Nui's stepped down? What do you think about this, this number here? Only, only three times in history has a woman succeeded another woman as CEO at a publicly traded company. Is that I mean, telling? That kind of crazy. Well, I, there's I mean, so few women. Yeah, that, that, it's, that, yeah, yeah. That maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's an amazingly high number. Maybe, maybe yeah. that is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, uh, it's going to be something to watch. Uh, I know that Northrop Grumman just announced, uh, they're, they're starting January, 2019. Okay. They'll have a female CEO. Yeah, but Right. And it's that's, like, that's your, you know, end of story. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's all it. you're telling that's me. All you can that's, t- that's, that's all I got. That's, nuts. that's all okay. I got. Let's, yeah. So that's our story. It's certainly not the end of it. Thanks to Damien and Megan. If you want to hear more, go to iTunes. You can search for ESG Now and hit the subscribe button. We'd love to have you subscribe. And if you have any feedback or questions or ideas, please send them to ESGpodcast at msci.com. You can always check out our website, msci.com, where we have new blogs, content, and details about client solutions and partnerships. I'm Matt Muscardi. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again soon. Other things, this is, was this is an over-under game. Other things, okay. is it 4.5% or or not? Okay, okay. so um, number one, yeah. the likelihood... Do we have music for this game? Oh, I'll, I'll overdub it. Okay. Yeah. Um, the likelihood yeah. that your Harvard application <laughs> yeah. is accepted my, by Harvard. Yeah. Well... Is it greater or less than 4%? Okay, I got to battle with my overconfidence a bit. Um... I'm going to say, it's hard to get into Harvard. I'm going to say under. It is just under. It is about the same. Harvard's acceptance okay. rate is 5%. Oh, so it's a, it's 5%. A, let's call it a push. Let's call it a push. Okay. So, um, so you just, are so as likely right. to have a female CEO at your Fortune 500 okay. company as you are likely to get into Harvard. Okay, so that's that's a challenge then. That is a challenge. For, for both sides. Uh, number two, is, there's there's a couple more of these. Okay. Um, likely that you die of a stroke. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, on my way to the bus. <laughs> You're on your way to Harvard. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I'm in Boston today. That's true, so yeah. it's possible. Yeah. The, okay, the likelihood that I die of a stroke. Yeah. God, I hope that's. I will, I'm just gonna. I just want that to be a lot lower than anything. No, that it is it, no. almost exactly the same oh, as terrible. your likelihood to okay. have a female CEO. All right. So um, so far, I'm I'm in Harvard. I'm dying of a stroke. That you right? got into Harvard and you're dying of a stroke. And these are the same odds as same odds right. as having that's, a female yeah. CEO. Maybe like, not simultaneously. Okay. But.
The MSCI ESG Research podcast is provided by MSCI Inc.'s subsidiary, MSCI ESG Research LLC, a registered investment advisor under the Investment Advisors Act of 1940. And this recording and data mentioned herein has not been submitted to nor received approval from the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or any other regulatory body. The analysis discussed should not be taken as an indication or guarantee of any future performance, analysis, forecast, or prediction. The information contained in this recording is not for reproduction in whole or in part without prior written permission from MSCI ESG Research. None of the discussion or analysis put forth in this recording constitutes an offer to buy or sell or a promotional recommendation of any security, financial instrument, or product or trading strategy. Further, none of the information is intended to constitute investment advice or recommendation to make or refrain from making any kind of investment decision and may not be relied on as such. The information provided here is as is, and the user of the information assumes the entire risk of any use it may make or permit to be made of the information. Thank you.